Hey, hey, wacky teacherpreneurs. Jess and I are sitting in our houses, but it looks like we are in Boston because the Teachers Pay Teachers Conference this year, 2023, is in Boston. And this episode is all about whether or not Jess and I think that going to a conference um, hosted by Teachers Pay Teachers is worth it. We've both been to many, many of the Teachers Pay Teachers conferences. And so, yeah, we're going to give you some details about our experiences at those various conferences and some takeaways that we had attending these conferences. So we can't wait to start this episode. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. Okay, Jess, so you actually have a really unique experience because I'm pretty sure you went to the first ever Teachers Pay Teachers conference, right? No, I went to the second ever. The first two were in Las Vegas. And so the very first one was the summer I started my TPT store. And so I was going to the forums and everybody in the forums were, were talking about the conference. Did you go to the conference? Are you going to the conference? And I was like, what is this about? Because I had just opened my TPT store uh, May, 2014. So nine, nine years ago, I had opened up the store and everybody was talking about it. So that I said to myself, you're gonna, if this TPT thing works out, you're going to go next year. And of course I had like a really amazing summer. Like I instantly started making money. You know how some people are like, oh gosh, I, you know, worked and worked and worked for like a year before I could even make a hundred dollars. I mean, I instantly started making money out of the gate. My first month was like 20 bucks. My next month was 400. And then it just went up and up and up and up from there. So I thought, I love this Teachers Pay Teacher stuff. I'm going next year. So I went to number two, which was also in Las Vegas. Now I live in Northern, or I did live in Northern Las Vegas, or North, I live in North Las Vegas now, but I used to live in Northern Nevada. So it was like a seven hour drive, but it was a nice, um, we decided to do like a summer vacation with my husband and my stepdaughter. And we're like, I'm going to go to this conference, but I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm really nervous because this just, it's really, it feels really intense because I read everything that had happened the first year. And so I was really, really nervous. It was before I started social media and I went, I went the summer of 2015 to TPT conference number two. And I drove with my family and uh, that was probably the first regret because when you go to the conference, you start to meet people and then you hear about all these meetups and people invite you to coffee and dinner and lunch. And you just don't realize how much time it's going to take up. And it is really hard going with family members if you want to just focus on business. 
And you might have something to say about that because I know that you went with your husband this last summer. So you might have a different perspective, but I started with going with my family and then I was like, okay, it kind of needs to be a me thing, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs need. I think they need that sort of that me compartment in their lives. And I think that's what entrepreneurism does for some people. So anyway, I did have a great time, but I was so scared to be there as I have social anxiety that I hid in the bathroom my first session. I just hid in a bathroom. I didn't even go. So it was just, it was so big and overwhelming. And it was in the Venetian, which is a really big hotel resort in Las Vegas. And, you know, I was from a tiny town, like 2000 people. And it was before I was on social media. Um, I think I, I might've even had a different Teachers Pay Teachers store name. I think I went by the word girl back then. Um, it was it was probably pre-whimsical teacher. It might have been right around the time I switched my name because I found out the word girl was trademarked and I had to change it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I went and I, the first person I met, I went to the second session. I decided to leave the bathroom finally. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing for me is I just went in normal like summer clothes, right? Like I just wore a t-shirt and some jean shorts or whatever. And then all the the people there, which were 90% women, were all dressed really fancy. They were all dressed in like really pretty dresses, fancy bags. I mean, these people were rich. And I was like, whoo, I mean, I made enough money to go to this thing. But I, I just felt like such a hokey, Aww. like hokey pokey slob kind of. And I, that was one reason I was in the bathroom. Because I was just like, oh, I don't think I dressed right. And people are going to be judging me. And I mean, I really didn't think it was going to be this big, like, rodeo drive event but <laughs> it kind of is people take it really seriously so that's what I wish I would have known but the first person I met so I would go to my second my second session so I missed the first one. First person I sit by Susan Lopez Susan Lopez is amazing I think her store is called Lopez land learners and now we're like conference buddies we've probably been to five conferences together uh, a few other teacher parties together. I mean, we're Facebook friends. We've talked on Marco Polo and Voxer. I mean, I consider her one of my buddies and she's like the very first person I met and I was so shy and she was like trying desperately to like talk to me and like get me to talk to people and stuff. And so yeah, anyway, it was a really good experience. And then at that conference, I learned about some social media apps or like why people should use social media. So I tried it that summer and my social media accounts started growing really fast. But if I hadn't gone to the conference, I wouldn't have joined social media. So that is my first experience. Now I know you went the next year because we went together because we met that summer after I went to the conference, I think is probably when me and you met because I was like, oh, I should join social media and talk to people cool. Okay. I'll get on that. I had no idea. I did not think social media was ever going to be a part of my teacher's teacher's business. So anyway, but yeah, we met that summer and became friends over the next year and did a bunch of stuff. And then the next, the third conference, uh, we, we went to Orlando, Florida and, and we were roommates. You said we, we got in fights, but I don't remember. I do remember one short squabble 
but I don't remember it lasting like the whole time. I remember us having fun, but I do remember you being really tired and you were always sleeping. You were sleeping like we took a little bus to the resort. You were sleeping on the bus and I have all these pictures on my phone of you sleeping. And I wrote on social media, Amanda's always sleeping. Amanda won't quit sleeping. You were constantly taking naps. So yeah, and that's what I remember of that trip. I was, I don't remember sleeping all, I think it was. Oh, I have photo evidence of you sleeping. I think it was because I was jet lagged and I was so excited because it was my first conference. And was it the first time we met in person or we had, we met in person? No, we had met before that. Yeah. I think we met at the teacher California meetup before that. So we, we met in February in real life at the teacher meet up in old town Sacramento. I don't know if you remember that one, but yeah, we met there. I think the first time we actually met the day before or that morning, went to coffee on one of my cameras somewhere. I have these pictures of us because we were doing our teacherpreneur.info and we tried to take like pictures of ourselves for the website and stuff. Oh, it was really funny. I know I can't find them, but I remember I took them on like a big fancy SLR camera that I had I remember they're around somewhere on some memory chip. There's these pictures of us. And I met whimsical hubby. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's why I was sleeping so much because I was jet lagged because it was in Orlando and Orlando is on East coast time. Right. Well, Um, this was like the second or third day you were sleeping a lot. So maybe we were just staying up really late at night. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we were, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Because you say you have social anxiety. And I, you know, recently, I've talked about this over and over again, discovered and was diagnosed with ADHD. And a component of ADHD is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, RSD. Um, And so at the time, I didn't know that I, you know, had that. But now, yeah. So even though I'm an extrovert, and I love talking, um, I'm not really an extrovert. I don't know what it's called an ambivert when you're two, you're both you, I mean, you really like people and you like talking a lot, but it's also very draining. Um, and so, uh, yeah, cause it's, you know, masking and like you were talking about people wearing fancy clothes and looking all like put together and, and, you know, and that's not necessarily the easiest thing for me. And it sounds like it's not for you either. And I think that's why we really were attracted to each other because we were kind of in our own ways, outcasts. And I think that is one of the hard parts about the teachers pay teachers conference, um, is yeah, it's kind of nerve wracking, especially if you don't know anyone and there is, sort of uh click culture uh in the teachers pay teachers subculture <laughs> you know like I feel like we are kind of our own subculture um and and that can be really really hard uh just constantly you know like every I think a lot of teachers pay teachers sellers have heard the terms like big fish and little fish and like the famous teacher authors, teacherpreneurs versus the the no-name teacherpreneurs. And um yeah, so I mean that, that definitely exists and and but maybe in our heads, I don't know. Maybe some people don't aren't as challenged by that like click culture, but that definitely 
impacts me because, you know, I have a history of being shunned and bullied by peers. And so I think, you know, we're trying to answer the question, like, is it worth it to go to the Teachers Pay Teachers conference? And um, we haven't even talked about like some of the things we've learned, we learned from the conference. And honestly, when I think back on Orlando, I don't remember (laughs) anything that I learned. I think mostly I was overwhelmed and just had decision fatigue. Like, oh, there's like a hundred things I should be doing. Which one is the one that I should focus on? And like, that was really challenging too. But I did, my memories of Orlando were so wonderful because I got to spend time with other teacherpreneurs and there's not, you know, I don't know any teacherpreneurs like in person that I know all of my friends are online. And so to spend time with like people who are like you, um, to me, that made it worth it. Um, what do you, what do you think? Well, I, I always learn a lot, but I do love going to conferences and I love taking classes and I love learning new things. So like the first one kind of, well, I guess my advice to people listening to this, if you haven't been, you got to go at least once to see, you know, what you're missing out on, because there's certain things like you just don't know until someone tells you, like, I remember the very first lesson, the very first uh, one I went to, they were talking about that trifecta of selling products on Teachers Pay Teachers. I didn't know there was a trifecta, right? And they were talking about how the like the way most people go about it, right, is they they create a product and that's one corner of your triangle. And then they and then you need to find a way to now market it. And so like this one trifecta they were talking about is like one way you could go about it is you make a product then you blog about it. You take pictures of it in action. You talk about it on your blog. And then you put a blog post up on the various social medias. Pinterest was like the main one at the time, right? But then you put your blog post, you keep sharing it out. I didn't know that's how it worked. I mean, I had been on Teachers Pay Teachers for a year and I had no idea. I knew I was making money, but, and I had a blog, but I never blogged about my products. It just seemed, it was like mind blowing. And that was my very first hour at the TPT conference hearing about this. I was like, it's like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like nobody could have prepared me for that lesson. Even if I was Googling like how to sell products, I guess it meant more being in a room with someone who was like, listen, I made a million dollars last year and this is how I did it. And it was like, what? And then they're showing you examples. They're like, here's my blog. Here's my Pinterest. Here's a product I made. Dude, dude, dude. Now let's look at how much money I made off of doing this. And you're just like, it really opens your eyes to new business ideas. But now as a seasoned veteran of Teachers Pay Teachers, it's my ninth year having a TPT store. <laughs> I love that. I love that you have a surprise, surprise guest. She was there and then she disappeared. Um, <laughs> I think that was great. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I kind of lost, I, I lost my train of thought, but you well, get what I'm saying. You don't know what you don't know. Yes. You're going to experience it. But after nine years and five teachers, free teachers conferences, I feel like I'm starting to hear the same thing over and over again. And I'm sort of like, okay, it's not 
Like, I'm just going for camaraderie. I'm just going for friendships at this point. And I'm not really learning new things. Like, I learn a few new things each year. But, like, there's so many things out there. Like, I already know what I need to do. I need to make more products and and develop more product lines and have more expensive product lines. I already know. And so then it's sort of like, you know, like, what do they say? It's just like, you know, you're beating something over and over and over again. Like, what do they say? Beating a dead horse. That's a horrible saying, by the way. I don't like it. But that's what it feels like after a while. You're just like, oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. So anyway, I would suggest going at least once to see if you could learn anything new to grow your business. But then don't feel the pressure to keep going back year after year after year. If you're not really learning those big aha moments and you're not growing your business, if you're just going for socialization, I mean, maybe that's good for you, especially if you're a full-time entrepreneur. But for me, you know, I had a choice of going on these international trips every year as a tour guide, as a leader on these trips, or doing Teachers Pay Teachers conferences. My trips overlap the conference every year. Obviously, I'm going to choose being a trip leader for international trips, right? Or spending time with my family, going on vacations with them. I'm now choosing that over the Teachers Pay Teachers conference. So that's my two cents. Do you have any thoughts? Well, yeah, I think sometimes when we go to these conferences and you're right, like there is so much information that you learn, like a lot. It's like I said, the, the best word I can use to describe it is overwhelming because one person will say, you know, I made a million dollars and this is how I did it. And then another person will say, you know, I grew my social media to, I don't know, 20k or whatever and this is what I did and now I made this much and it's like okay well which of those things do I do and um I don't know I just I always I, and I filled notebooks full of of notes because I love school too um and learning new things but learning is not action taking you know and like and that I feel like when I whenever I go to conferences I feel like like by the end of it, I'm just exhausted. And like, I didn't even take any action. And so then I feel defeated, (laughs) you know, like, oh, I'm glad I learned all of this. But man, like, what do I do now? And I think um, there were like some conferences that I went to, like, so I went to Orlando, Anaheim, and Chicago. And I feel like I went to another one, but I can't Did you go to Nashville? Yes, yes, Nashville, Nashville. Yes. And, um, and yeah, every single time I learned so much, but like coming home and, and like putting, putting things into action and implementing was always the most challenging part, um, for me at least. And, um, and knowing what to focus on. But, uh, I, I think it was always worth it to spend time with friends and to get to know people like in person. And like a lot of, uh, a lot has come from that. Like I've joined uh, collaborative blogging groups where we all share, uh, we all share our take on a topic and then we publish it on one person's blog. And then the next week we're on another person's blog. And so just, you know, that, that SEO, like that's really powerful. Like I get a lot of traffic, you know, from, building book love or, um, right on with miss G because I was part of a collaborative blogging 
group with them for a year or so and just being able to meet them in person and then to start establishing these um these ways that we're intersecting our businesses and they're like in the same niche as me you know so being able to like connect with other teachers who are in the same niche and collaborating with them um, and growing your businesses kind of and presence together is so powerful and and really I think what makes going to these conferences worth it um but at the same time it's really scary when you don't know anyone you know like to be able to um to start to to break out of your your comfort zone and get out of the bathroom and, <laughs> and say hi to someone yeah know? I remember sitting in that bathroom too and I was just like oh all I I remember so many high heels like clop 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 because you know everyone's dressing really fancy like they're going to weddings or something which is a little bizarre I get it now because they end up taking a lot of pictures at these conferences like they take a lot of pictures of people and like like I'm even on like the teachers pay teachers corporate wall has a, a collage of all of the teachers pay teachers conferences and people go to the TPT corporate offices and they take pictures of me on the wall Oh my God. And like one of my pictures, I have like a t-shirt on with R2D2 on it. And I'm just like, gosh, like that is memorialized forever on this wall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Cause what if they catch you making a weird face and then. Yeah. Like it's like my big arm is like dangling out and R2D2's on my shirt and it's yeah. But anyway, I I get why people dress up, but for me, it was really intimidating, but then I learned so much my first hour and then I walked away basically like okay I'm gonna try social media and now I've grown a giant you know social media following I mean I say giant like just because it makes me feel better it's really not giant yeah it is (laughs) it's really not giant but like I did get really involved on different platforms And just trying it out and pushing myself to the next level, like first leaving the bathroom, then talking to Susan Lopez, then going to some more meetups, then starting all the social media accounts and just trying things out. It did launch me to the next level and it opened the door for like a lot of really exciting experiences. Like for instance, I would not have gotten this travel gig where I'm a trip leader every summer. I travel with a group of 20 teachers to a new country. I've been to England, New Zealand, and Egypt. And this summer I'm going to Greece. I wouldn't have gone on those trips without pushing myself to start my social media accounts. Like that wouldn't have happened. My social media led to that opportunity and teachers by teachers push me towards social media. So I've had a lot of really cool experiences. That's why I think people should give it a shot. See if anything resonates with them. Yeah, you're going to get overwhelmed, but then maybe just pick out one little thing from the conference that you liked. Give it a try. Whether for me, it was social media. I was like, I'm going to try it. Even though I have a social anxiety, I'm behind my phone. Nobody can really see me. (laughs) I'll just pretend like I'm talking to my best friend. That's always my number one tip for people who are like, I hate posting on social media. I'm like, just pretend like you're calling your best friend and telling them about your day. Like, how do you react when you're talking to your BFF on the phone or in real life? What does your face look like? How do you respond to them? What words do you say? That's how you need to talk to social media, like the other side of the camera. 
So anyway, but I wouldn't have done any of that without Teachers Pay Teachers Conference. So I do recommend going once or twice, but then, and just understand what it's going to be like. You're going to be around a lot of very rich, rich, rich ladies <laughs> who aren't afraid to show you how rich they are. Oh my goodness. You're a lot Not of fancy, everyone. fancy dress. Well, no, but you're going to be around a lot of them. Like it's a little... It's a little shocking, you know, like if you're not really used to that, it could be like, oh, and you should know what to expect. But then like, if you're expecting that, um, and then you can get over that and realize that, you know, 98% of them are really sweet, warm, want to talk to you, want to start conversations with you, want to hear about your business or answer questions you might have. If you know that part of it, it makes it a lot easier to go to go to that kind of situation but like my mind my social anxiety mind was just like hide me now I want out and I almost called my husband to come and get me after I was sat in the bathroom for like an hour but then I just pushed myself to go to that very first thing because I really just did not know what to expect I just didn't know so anyway I I'm happy I went now I'm a veteran I got this five-year pin once I went they gave me like a five-year like you've been to five conferences here's a pin. So now I'm like a junkie. All these people recognize me. They remember me. They remember past conferences. And who would have thought that that girl hiding in the bathroom, being a weirdo, (laughs) being like, oh my gosh, why is everyone wearing high heels here? Who would have thought that I would, you know, go on that summer to build a good social media platform. I've literally met hundreds and hundreds of people through these conferences in real life even. And I have real life friends now because of it. So I don't know. I think it's worth it. I had a good experience, but at the same time, nine years in, I'm choosing different things for myself, like to spend my money on. Yeah. So neither one of us are choosing to go to the Boston conference, but are you going to do the virtual? Because now they've just um, started offering the virtual option and we've both had experience with that. And I definitely didn't like it as much. Yes, there was a lot of great information, but like sitting in front of a computer, listening to it was kind of hard for me because I just would I don't know I, I I can't pay attention focus very well when I'm just like sitting in front of a computer listening to someone talk you know you mean uh, like right now well no we're in conversation these I know I'm just kidding. virtual <laughs> sessions were just like talking at you you know just like sharing all this information you know um and yeah so I have to like in order to pay attention I have to take notes like in order to like truly like retain what they're saying or else I'm just gonna get up and go do something um (laughs) but yeah what was your experience with the virtual um um I liked it but I am a weirdo and since I have social anxiety I just prefer to do things online like you know everyone was like I hated teaching during COVID it was so awful having to teach from home from a computer all day it was the time of my life I was the best teacher that I've ever been during COVID I had the best relationships with my students 
parents. I got all my work done. I had so much energy. Like when kids are being naughty, mute. Sorry, you're <laughs> muted. Bye. Mute. So I mean, for me, but I was teaching fourth grade that year and middle school. So um, so I I love online learning and I love going online stuff, just doing things at my own pace, being in my pajamas, drinking my coffee at home. Uh, you know, not having to get all dressed up and and having to socialize all day long. Obviously, I've come away with more going and pushing myself outside, but I like, I just accept it. I am who I am. I have social anxiety and I thrive without being social. So if I thrive through a computer screen, then I need to embrace that more. So I will go, I will, I won't go this year. Um, I, I did go not last year, but the year before. And only the only reason I, I haven't gone the last two years is last year I was in Egypt during like the windows. They do give you a window. It's not like limitless time you have to watch. It's not like you, you sign up for the conference and they give you a year to finish the videos. You have a window to watch the videos. So like I said, I went the year of COVID. Um, I don't know if that was like, maybe it was 2020 or 20. 2021 I don't maybe I went both years I don't really remember but I know I went I went and watched a lot of them and I, I like I said I was thriving during COVID where most people were having the worst time of their life it was the best time of my life I'm like I get to stay at home all day long and not talk to anyone this rocks I had some of the best years I feel so guilty saying that because most oh, people like, had horrible time but for me Everything about it was great. The conferences, the teaching, staying at home, everyone just accepting that we had to do business on Zoom. I loved it. So anyway, I liked it. I came away with a lot. But I mean, obviously, like you don't, you're not really growing any friendships when you're hiding out behind a Zoom camera. I mean, it's bad for my social anxiety to do that kind of, to keep, keep choosing that kind of option. Because like, if I push myself a little bit, then I gain confidence when I overcome my social anxiety. You know what I mean? But then like, it feels more comfortable to just sit at home. So this summer, I'm not going to do it because I did it for two summers. I didn't do it last year as I was in Egypt. This summer I'm going to Greece and I'm doing a little Euro vacation before Greece um, and so I, I don't have time and I'm not gonna, I'm going to be traveling for like three, three and a half weeks. And that's going to be where I put my effort, you know, for everything <laughs> for the summer. That's, that's where I'm focusing my attention. And also I've been to nine of them. I've been to seven of them. If you include the two I went to online. So I've been to seven of these conferences and like, I already, I feel like I kind of know what's, what's coming, even though every year. There's a little something, a little tidbit that surprises me or that I learned from like last year when you went, you taught me a lot. When you came back from it, you taught me a lot about podcasting and, and uh, uh, what some of your buddies are doing with that and some sessions you went to, like you shared a lot of the info with me last year. So that's what I find that I could, I, I have enough friends now that go to the conferences that will share everything they learn with me. <laughs> So I guess it's kind of like lazy of me. Like, oh yeah, I'm never going to go to that again. I got plenty of friends that'll tell me stuff. But I mean, that's one thing the conference can do for you is that you can meet Teachers Pay Teachers friends. And I think that's, it's important to have at least a couple in your back pocket, you know, um, for that part of your life. Yeah, for sure. I actually, you know, the do you know the butterfly teacher? 
Tanya. Yes, and I love her. I love her session. So she I watched it. I think I watched it two years in a row, but I love her. She was a the keynote speaker at the the conference in Chicago. And I that was the best part. Her 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 talk was the best part. Like just saying that right now, it gave me goosebumps because she did talk about feeling like an outsider and like she didn't belong. Um, and, and just really giving people, um, inspiration to like what you you were just doing to go out of their comfort zone and to really, um, network and, and, and realize that you do belong, you know, and I just, oh, she's so wonderful. And like, um, she's on YouTube and I've watched some of her YouTube videos and commented and she actually commented on one of my YouTube videos and she's a big deal. Like she's, she's one of the famous, you know, teachers, be teachers, um, sellers. And so, and she's just the sweetest, most down to earth person. And yeah, so I, I think that when you go to conferences, but sometimes you can be disappointed in some, some of the famous teacher authors. <laughs> Some of them, you know, some I people, have tried can to I be honest with you? Get to that know some, pe- some people have written me and said they were disappointed in me. What? Well, yeah. it's hard to be like, quote unquote, kind of famous. It's like awkward. Like when someone comes up to you and they're like, I love you. And you're like, oh, thank you. You know, like, what do you say next? I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, you know, one thing I don't think people know is uh you know I, I i've posted stories for years on instagram used to do a bunch of other social medias but sometimes i film a story like 20 times to get it right oh my gosh you know some i don't just film myself and like do it do it do it post i mean i like i'm like sitting there you know like experimenting with angles lighting and sometimes i do like a whole like 2 3 minute video and then i chop it up into little pieces and i i edit myself constantly and so like meeting me in real life you're not going to see me like i remember one time i met this woman and she was like i was just I knew she was very disappointed in me because she came and asked me a question and I slumped over in my chair and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm so hungry for lunch right now. I think my blood sugar is low. And I was just like slumped over. Like I was really feeling sick and out of it. And she just got so mad that I didn't, you know, she thought we had this relationship online and she, she unfollowed me and I could just feel like her hatred for me come from like a, million miles away and it's just like people don't realize that like when you're putting things out on social media or even your blog I mean everything is edited but in real life you can't edit yourself real life editing is different so I feel it's kind of a weird catch-22 for me because I've met some people that I really admired and respected online like their online presence or like their teachers by teacher stores met them in real life and I was like oh that was awkward and they were kind of yucky and I was like I try to remind myself I'm like you know what you've been yucky to people too so I mean I try not to put too much on that sometimes people can really turn you off and maybe that's just a sign that those aren't really your people that's how how I took it personally is like you know some of these people like I I've had some really mean things happen at these conferences um 
And that's that's it that's that's all i had to say about that is like it, the door swings both ways though like you can't always be on and you can't edit yourself in real life but you are going to be disappointed by some people like if you're really really looking forward like to seeing a certain person or maybe someone you see as like your mentor they might not respond to you the way you're thinking because it's real life you know yeah yeah thanks for for that for just sharing that 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 was kind of I don't know very <laughs> authentic of you to share such a kind of story where you're kind of on the other side disappointing one of your your fans well, it's happened a lot like I've had a lot of people like the instant they meet me it was I used to have this app that would tell me when people would unfollow me and I don't have it anymore it actually stopped working but like I would get a notification, like so-and-so unfollowed you. And there was a couple times that I met someone in real life within five minutes, I'd get that they unfollowed me. So it was just like instant rejection, right? Like instant rejection. I know I was thinking, oh, I don't think that person liked me very much. And then instantly I knew I was right. They didn't like me. So it is a weird thing to go through. And there's still a few people that I'm like, that I'm like cordial with, but I know when we met in real life, like I was not on my best, like, I was not being my best self, really, like, because I, I I don't travel well, and social anxiety, and I can just be kind of a weirdo, I guess I give people weird looks all the time, I don't know, I got a weird expressive face, you know, and so people take the littlest things, and I had this one person wrote me, and she's like, gosh, for the last three years, I've been scared to write you because one time we were in an elevator and teachers pay teachers conference and you like, like someone said something about me and you rolled your eyes when they were talking about me. And I knew you were making fun of me behind my back. And I was like, dude, I don't even remember that at all. Like I've never made fun of you. Like you're not even on my, like she was not, this person was not on my radar. Like I knew who she was, but there wasn't any reason for me to like make fun of her or have a weird look on my face. Like it must've been something else, but she interpreted it as I was making fun of her in this elevator. And I tried to explain to her, like, I really like you. There's no reason I wouldn't make fun of you. Like, I feel camaraderie with you. These are all the reasons I like you over the years. And she was like, wow, I've actually talked to my therapist before about you giving me this dirty look in this elevator. Right. And I'm like, whoa. So sometimes stuff like that, I'm like, uh, like I have, I do have to be more careful about that when I'm in public, you know, like I definitely, like I've definitely learned a lot about myself and I, instead of like crawling back into my hole, like that's what I feel like doing when people tell me that, like, oh, great, that that's what you fear when you have social anxiety that everyone's going to misinterpret you all the time. And then it actually happens. <laughs> it does happen, but it is just kind of a part of life and like putting yourself out there and taking risks. So I kind of like, that's my internal battle all the time. Do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel you have an internal battle with yourself? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Every single day. Yeah. I I feel an internal battle. Um, and yeah, it's mainly like, what do I prioritize? (laughs) That's always my battle is like, what, what's important, what's most important. Cause to me, everything is important. And, um, yeah. And, and I get, I just get really 
into various things and it's too much and I'm usually in over my head but I do think yeah there is like a, a lot of teacher paid teacher sellers want to become a big fish or a big deal or you know quote unquote famous in the teacher paid teacher seller world um but there's costs to that you know and do you really want that and honestly to me I don't like no thank you it just I just feel like because people are going to be like scrutinizing your every move like what you're describing and I would just rather be a nobody and not have to worry about that you know and just kind of do my own thing over on the side um, and, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I've learned in the last decade is, you know, for many, many years, I did want to be a big deal. You know, I did want to be someone that was known and, um, who does amazing things and others talk about like, wow, she's so amazing. Um, but chasing that is just, it's, it's like the wrong I think the wrong way to go about um, doing business, you know, like we, we ended our last episode in that way where, um, you know, really, you know, you do have to find your why, you know, why am I doing this? And I feel like that's part of the reason I stepped away from like Instagram, you know, or, and Facebook um, and doing like live videos and reels and everything, because um, part of my why was like, well, I want to have a big following. Like I want a lot of people to be exposed to what I have to offer, but that, I don't know, like chasing numbers and followers. It just, I don't, I feel like it just leads to more stress and, um, and anxiety, uh, whereas chasing a more like, um, I don't know if it's necessarily chasing, like I'm done chasing, like, I don't want to chase anything anymore. I'd rather just do what I love and hopefully help people with what I do. You know what I mean? Like, and just be a source of, of kindness um, and acceptance to the people in my community and the people that like are in my world and, you know, and I do have followers and I have people who listen to my podcast and read my blog posts and everything. And just, just coming from a place of helping rather than I want to grow, I want to grow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But, teach, but we're totally going on a tangent. The Teachers Pay Teachers Conference, I feel like you can really get caught up in, in like growing and that being the goal and like making more money and getting more followers. And it's just kind of icky. Like when you do that year after year after year, it kind of hurts your mental health and even your physical health, especially if you're not like you're trying and trying and trying and, and not accomplishing what you are setting out to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like it, it is such a catch 22 for me because 
you know, like if I hadn't gone, I wouldn't have started social media and social media has opened a lot of doors for me. And I do get to do a lot of cool, fun things like my international trips every year. But at the same time, after nine years, now eight years on social media, I am a little burnt out on social media. Like I am kind of done with it. (laughs) I haven't been posting hardly at all anymore. And I haven't been trying to grow at all. I'm just sort of done. And it's, I don't know. I think it just kind of, you know, the old, the old saying, I hope it's okay if I swear, but like shitter, get off the pot. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard like old people say that? I mean, I feel like that's like where I'm at. It's like, you know what you need to do? If you really want to make more money, you need to make, you know, you know, you know what you need to do. You need to do more bundles and more products and spend more of your time creating things to sell instead of just like all the other fluff around it. And I do think that's something that Teachers Pay Teachers Conference, like when you go to it, you do get very sidetracked. You can get very distracted. So like, whereas social media opened a lot of cool doors for me, it's not, it doesn't last forever, you know, and you got, it's a lot of energy to keep up on a lot of energy. Sometimes you just don't want to expel that energy towards that. Sometimes I do wonder if I had never gone, I probably would have just kept making tons and tons of products. I'd probably be a lot richer than I am now. Uh Uh-oh. So now you're not (laughs) recommending going to the conferences. I, I think if you, so for me, you know, I had, you know, I, I was a beginner. It was like my first couple of years and I had a couple hundred products And I think it was good. I think it was good for me to go and understand what I could do with it. But I did, it did kind of disorient me because I saw like a lot of my products, I started feeling weren't good enough. I came home, deleted like 90 products. So I just felt like after the conference, they weren't good enough. They weren't what I should be putting out because they really put this thing on you. Like you can only create high quality resources that have all of these 25 components in each one. And it's so hard to do that, you know, like it's, it's really difficult. And I just decided that some of my stuff was junk and I got rid of it, had entire product lines. I just came and deleted. And so looking back on it, like, I do wonder, like if I had never gone, I would have missed out on a lot of fun times and a lot of great friendships and a lot of not so great friendships. (laughs) And I wouldn't have my social media. I probably never would have started international traveling because that, that's, that's what put the, the bee in my bonnet was for international traveling. It all started from the Teachers Pay Teachers Conference because I started following people I had met there. And then those people were talking about this book bag tours place. And I bought my first trip and, you know, and now, I mean, I, I got to go to Egypt last year. I mean, that was pretty cool. And yeah. I didn't pay any money to go. I got to go to Egypt for free because of this journey that I started but I do wonder, gosh, maybe if I had just stayed the course, not gotten so distracted with everything else, uh, I could afford like 10 Egypt trips a year, right? Like if I was producing what I used to and not so distracted by other things. And that's the path I'm getting back on now. Like I'm sort of like, hmm, how can I get back to that place? Because now I'm sort of, I feel like I rode the social media roller coaster. I've been up, I've been down. I've gone viral several different times for different things and I just feel done with it. And now I kind of want to get back to basics. And I think it's just like important to have a goal and know what you want. And and why you want it. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? I think the why is pretty important. Um, And my why, I mean, my why has always been like, 
I love this stuff. This is fun. Like I really like making things. I love writing. I love talking. Um, and like, I think the magic is when you're doing something you love and you're helping people at the same time. And that's where I am right now. So I think to wrap up, go to the Teachers Pay Teachers Conference if you really want to find your your people and you want to meet people in person and network um, and also learn, but be careful because, you know, you could get sidetracked. You could get very, very overwhelmed and burned out with everything you learn. Uh, so just, you know, protect yourself <laughs> at the same time. And I, I would also say like, if you're a newer seller, like you're in your first couple years selling, got a new store and you, you're not really making as much as you want to, but you're making enough that you could cover the trip. Maybe it's a good time. You know, maybe it's a good time. If you're already really successful on Teachers Pay Teachers, like I always see people that are making several thousand dollars a year or they think they shouldn't go until they're making, um, you know, per month rather, not per year, but they think that they shouldn't go until they're making enough to quit their jobs. It's not that like if you're making a part-time income and you're just like, how can I make a little bit more? I don't understand this blogging. I don't understand social media. I don't really understand these salesy gimmicks out there. You could learn a lot about those, but just understand that, you know, you might get, you might get a little sidetracked, like keep, keep your eyes on the goal. Right. Well, And also like, uh, don't think you have to implement all of that. Like you don't have to be on social media and you don't have to have a blog to make money on teachers pay teachers. There's plenty of people who just make products and publish them and that's it. And then they make money. I mean, that's how I was making money in my first few years. I wasn't doing social media. I wasn't blogging and yet I was still making money. Um, and, and that's, what's so cool about teachers pay teachers is a lot of the traffic. I mean, most of the sellers, I know the traffic is coming straight from teachers pay teachers. Like there's just people getting on the platform and searching keywords and then boop, there's your product and it's what someone needs. So like, yeah, go with the frame of mind that you don't have to implement any of this and don't make anyone don't feel pressured to implement all of this stuff. And and also don't believe that just because it made one person successful, it's going to make you successful. You know, you're a different person and just think about what do you love doing? You know, what is something that doesn't feel like work to you and, and focus in on that, I think is my biggest takeaway from this episode that I, I love people. I think we had a good one. I think we had, we share a lot of great ideas and hopefully it helps people make a decision. I know we went back and forth on it, but I think it's always good to hear multiple points of view before you make a major purchase. Like I go and read all the Amazon reviews before I go and buy a product or I download a book on Audible. I go and read the reviews about the book. And so I feel like this is a way bigger purchase than something on Amazon or Audible so, or TripAdvisor, right? So listen to multiple points of view and you can even look up, you can go to Google and just type in like, I went to Teachers by Teachers Conference and all these people have blog posts, YouTube videos, all kinds of things about going and, and their tips. 
their tricks. They'll have like packing advice, what you should wear, what you should do while you're there. I mean, go to go to multiple sources, you know, and and definitely just keep in mind what you really want out of it. And I think if it's like more sales or camaraderie, you could get those things. But is it going to make you like a number one teachers pay teacher seller? Probably not. <laughs> like, are you going to be able to quit your job next year or, you know, get on some talk show because of going to this conference? No, pro- <laughs> probably not. You've drastically changed all your habits, but it can help you in some ways understand things. For me, it always demystifies some things that I wonder about. I'm always like, how did that work? Or how they do that. It tells you the backstory behind people's success. And that's inspiring to me. So that's what I like about it. I would say at least go to one or two of them. But like, if you can't afford this year in Boston, don't beat yourself up over it. Just wait for next year. It's always going to be there for you. Well, we hope. Is IXL going to continue the conferences? I was curious if, I mean, because they took over. Have you yeah. Ever- so apparently IXL is taking over many other education businesses and they have not really changed a lot Uh, they've only improved those businesses and so they've taken over a lot of different websites a lot of online platforms and they haven't just come and swooped in and changed everything so I think the hope is that they they kind of keep things going the same cool yeah and then also um do you want to talk about the Saturday night live skit of about <laughs> before we end? Cause we always seem to end in the same way. And I thought, I just really wanted you to t- tell everyone about that. Skit. I remember it now the toodles. Yeah. Do you tell, tell me, refresh my memory. I kind you of said really- there was a skit about how making fun of white people. Yeah, I don't who say toodles, which we are white women. And every time we end our episode, we say toodles. It was like three or four weeks ago on Saturday Night Live. They had a skit where these, I don't know, it was some people were in the bathroom or something. And then like this white lady leaves the bathroom. It's like toodles, you know, and they kind of like, oh, gosh, those white ladies, they're the worst. (laughs) It was really funny at the time. My husband always says toodles. That's who I got it from. So let's blame him for this. Let's blame white men. Okay, toodles. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.